102.7 FM and 1240 AM. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Christine Lisi. Sources tell ESPN's Jeff Darlington the Dolphins remain focused on Jay Cutler as their top choice to replace starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill. The team continues to brace for the likelihood Tannehill will undergo surgery on his injured left knee. Cutler hasn't made any decisions about a possible return to football. Tannehill will be getting more opinions on his knee and a plan of action in the coming days. Ravens coach John Harbaugh says the team still hasn't been given a definitive timetable for quarterback Joe Flacco's return from a back injury. The Dodgers look to extend their incredible run when they take on the Mets on Sunday Night Baseball. 7 Eastern ESPN Radio and ESPN. National League West leading L.A. is 43-7 since June 7th for manager Dave Roberts. That's the best 50-game run by a major league team in more than a century. When you get back to the day-to-day how we go about things, um, I don't think anyone's really aware of that. And it's uh, what we talked about you know, a few weeks ago is this is who we are. So this is a team that's going out there expecting to win, plays the right way, and we are finding ways to win games. So we win in different ways and, um, you know, consistent contributions from all these guys throughout the lineup. That's Dodger skipper Dave Roberts. Yankees DH Matt Holiday on the DL with a left lumbar strain. He's had issues since his first stint, since returning from his first stint on the DL, the result of contracting the Epstein-Barr virus. Holiday just hitting up 36 since the All-Star break with a home run and two doubles. The Royals put catcher Salvador Perez on the DL because of a strained chest muscle. Golf Zach Johnson, Thomas Peters are the co-leaders at the Bridgestone Invitational. Experience why for nearly a century men have trusted Barbasol for a close, comfortable shave. Whether it's extra moisturizing with vitamin E or soothing aloe, all you have to do is sit back and bask in the glory of your close shave. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. It's 12:02 live at Redskins training camp. The team back on the field this morning for their 10:35 walkthrough after nearly 10,000 people were in attendance yesterday for Fan Appreciation Day. They are not done today. They'll be back at three o'clock for a full practice at the Bonsagor Training Center. Head coach Jay Gruden said yesterday that linebacker Preston Smith expected to miss some time after spraining his ankle during 11-on-11 drills. We'll hear from him again this afternoon at 3 o'clock on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM, part of Hardly Working with Greg Burton. VCU's Mo Cox weighed with an injured designation by the Colts Saturday because of an ongoing lower left leg injury. The former VCU star on the hardwood was trying to make it with the Indianapolis Colts after being signed in the spring. Nationals baseball loses 7-4 yesterday to Chicago. Bryce Harper hits his 28th home run of the season in the contest. The series finale this afternoon will join it in progress at 5 o'clock on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Richmond, New Hampshire washed out Saturday night. They'll play a doubleheader starting in one hour, consisting of two seven-inning games. Scrolls back at the diamond on Tuesday. NASCAR at Watkins Glen this weekend. Qualifying just getting underway. And they'll have the I Love New York 355, the Glen, starting at 3 o'clock. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center at 12.03, live at Washington Redskins Training Camp. Mitchell Bradley on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. You're listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the ESPN 950 app, available for your Android and iPhone. This is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. 
Buzz and Ned's Wheel Barbecue, just a few blocks from training camp. Stop by for award-winning hickory smoked barbecue ribs, chicken, and signature pulled pork sandwiches. Voted best barbecue in the city of Richmond, the state of Virginia, and soon to be the South. 1119 North Boulevard, 8205 West Broad Street, or online at buzzandneds.com. Hour number two. Midday show, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. Matt Joseph's and Wallace here for another hour. Then you get a two-hour break of the Redskins football, whatever. Uh, you'll have ESPN programming, and then you'll have uh, Greg on from 3 to 5. And uh, we had a good first hour with uh, Tressway here in the tent. And uh, we, had a, we had the unofficial release of the first depth chart, which Andrew and I have already said is basically, it's nice, it's great, it's fantastic, it's super, but... Um, it's not going to mean very much. Marginal meaning, although I, I am intrigued by the defensive side of the football, particularly the defensive line. On well, it kind of gives you a, a sense of there might be some trouble oh, yeah. in the defensive line group. And as I made the wild suggestion the first uh, the first hour of uh, just having like seven or eight linebackers just standing around and, 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 and rotating around to confuse the defensive line, the offensive linemen. You think Redskins fans miss Terrence Knighton? Yeah, but he didn't really do anything. No, he didn't. He didn't. That's the thing. I mean, that's the problem with nose tackles, Andrew, is that you don't really know how good of a nose tackle you have because most nose tackles don't get a lot of tackles. They kind of just clog up the middle. They Their effect is more felt when you get the linebackers in the second level who are making more tackles because, you know, a guy like Pot Roast is taking care of two offensive linemen so they can't get to the next level. That's where you see the nose tackles effect. Well, maybe Preston Smith missed Terrence Knighton because certainly had a better year with Knighton in the middle than without Knighton. Yeah, it is. And, and it's just, you know, the, as we've said, this team tries to bandage up the defensive line when they really should just, you know, they, they started with getting Jonathan Allen. That's fantastic. And that's the first step. But really, they need to go and commit a size, not a sizable amount, but like a, a decent amount of cap room on a uh, defensive lineman and on several defensive linemen. Because really, if you look at this group long term, Andrew, how many guys on this depth chart that you look at are going to be long term Redskins or even are worth keeping long term? Oh, man, not a, not a ton specifically on the defense. The front, I mean, the linebackers have a few. But. Right, the linebackers, yes, but like. You know, Stacey McGee and Terrell McLean, obviously they're unknowns because they came over. Ziggy, Ziggy Hood. Hood's an unknown. Um, Phil Taylor's an unknown. Matt Ioannidis, maybe. Maybe if he starts to develop more. I really am a big Phil Taylor guy. I really haven't seen anything from him in one-on-ones. But, like, you look at that group and you're like, well, you know, outside of Jonathan Allen in four years, who's going to be on this team? And and you look at the good defenses, Andrew, in the in the NFL, and you say, all right, well, they've had guys stick around for year after year. Well, Who's who on this group is here? Was here last year? Um, Ziggy Hood was here last year, right? This is his second year. Yes. They got you're right. Ziggy Hood and Ioannidis and Lanier. That's it. Well, and the sacks really over the last three seasons don't really show too much because you go back 2014, you have 36 sacks for the, for the entire team, and then you have 38 sacks both in 2015 and in, in 2016. So their numbers really haven't been that bad. But as we know, 
It's more sometimes about just the amount of time opposing quarterbacks have in the pocket. You know, if you look at the linebackers, you're going to have, you know, Preston Smith and Junior Gallette and Ryan Anderson and Will Compton, Trent Murphy and Ryan Kerrigan. Those are all the guys that you're going to see on this team the next three or four years. You look at the corners, Bashad Breeland, maybe Josh Norman, if they, you know, if the contract situation, you know, stays that way. Um, Kendall Fuller. Um, you know, maybe Fabian Moreau are guys that you could see in four years. But on this defensive line, as I said, outside of Jonathan Allen, it's, wow, we're going to have to shuttle through some more stuff if somebody doesn't step up. I'm almost at the point where I just say go young on this defensive line. Hear, hear me out here. So the unofficial depth chart for the Redskins right now has Ziggy Hood, Phil Taylor, and Stacy McGee all as the front three starters. What about Jonathan Allen, Anthony Lanier, and Joey Mabu? across the line. I mean, wow. there's a lot of unknown there, a tremendous amount of unknown and a tremendous amount of pressure and lack of experience there. But to me, those three guys really aren't that far off talent-wise, at least from what I've seen, strength, size, and these one-on-ones, than the starters. Right. Well, you could. Um, you could go that way, but then you're kind of punting, I guess. Yeah, you are. You're, you're you really, you're, you're, to use our Tressway term, that to, uh, you're punting. Essentially, and you're saying, "All right, well, we know that the defensive line is going to be a weakness, but let's let this weakness grow together." But wasn't there a point last year where they kind of tried that anyway? I mean, I mean, they didn't like shift it up too much, but they basically knew that they weren't getting anything. I mean, Colin Jenkins was was starting for a while on this right. defensive line. Well, the thing is, they did that kind of on offense on the offensive line because you've got Morgan Moses and you had Brandon Sheriff who grew up together. But that worked. It worked. I mean, and, and but the thing is, I mean, that, that's not always going to work. Sure, sure, and I and I get that, and I think that if you look at Allen, Lanier, and Mabu, then I don't think all of them are going to work out. But that gives you at least an opportunity to say, okay, well, we know we need to find somebody other than, as Matt kind of phrased last hour, a reclamation project. Right, and that's what they've done. They've basically gone out there shopped it like a bargain basement type place said all right well we're going to just you know we're going to commit our money elsewhere and this is the problem with you know part yeah, of the problem you, you with, have to do that sometimes right but that's part of the problem with this whole Kirk Cousins thing getting out of hand you know now you know, the team's never going to say it but like the amount of money that you're committing to the the cap for Kirk Cousins is money that you could have in the past couple years if you had signed him when you were supposed to you could have actually spent the money elsewhere on the defensive line and been like, okay, well, here, we're going to now fix that. Because remember at one point, Andrew, last year, the Redskins spent the second most amount of money on the offense and, like, I think they said the second least amount of money on the defense? Yeah, the defensive line this year, it looks like there's about $14 million spent on it, which is, other than the tight end group and special teams, the lowest. Right. So... That, and the reason for that is because they got Stacey McGee and Terrell McLean and Phil Taylor off the, bar, the bargain basement. So I'm saying, like, what's the, really the purpose in these guys? If you're already Because already essentially you're acknowledging from a financial standpoint this group isn't that important to you. Correct. So why don't you even clear out even more space and run those three young guys? Because like I said, I, I don't think the talent is that different. I understand the experience argument. That makes perfect sense to me. But at some point, if you're really all that concerned about all these other one-year deals and the Kirk Cousins contract, then to me that just, at least from a financial standpoint, makes sense. Right, and I, I think that, uh, look, no one's going to admit that they, you know, this whole Kirk Cousins thing is the reason why they couldn't go spend on defensive line, but that's, 
there's a, there's a reason why. I mean, remember, I mean, look, for as good of a person, as a good an interview as Ricky Jean-Francois was, what did he actually do for the for the Redskins? Good point. He was another one of these guys that they basically signed, and now the Packers have him, and we'll see what he does with the Packers. But, I mean, this team just keeps spending money and throwing money at these veterans, and, and they really shouldn't be. All right, so here's my math on the fly. Between McLean, McGee, and Taylor – you got a little bit over $7 million invested in those three guys. Jonathan Allen's a $2 million contract. Lanier is five hundred k about, and Mabu is five hundred k about. So there you go. That saves you about $4 million. Which is funny because if, if Jonathan Allen doesn't fall to them, then then look at this group. Oh, man. If they don't get lucky on in terms of Jonathan Allen falling to them. No future. Then this group has no future, and, 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 and you know they're back to square one at a relatively important position. Yeah. Especially when you have a great linebacking group that we've done nothing but praise and say that they've got a lot of promise. I mean, you got a pro bowler right now in your unofficial depth chart sitting at second string in your middle linebacker group now. I don't know how to derive true meaning from that because I think he will start day one. I think he's better than Compton and Foster, but still. And remember this. If Terrell Pryor plays how he's supposed to, Terrell Pryor next year is going to get a pretty nice raise. That's right. He's going to get a pretty hefty raise. So that's going to happen, and if – you know, heaven forbid if Kirk Cousins has another great year and this team either transition tags him or has to sign him. I mean, there goes another large chunk of your cap right there. And, and of course, I'm, I, you know, I'm not looking at who the free agents are next year, but, I, you know, there'll be places where they could save money. And D'Angelo Hall will probably be gone um, and, and there'll be players who will restructure their contract. But, you know, while they are in good shape right now. Terrell Pryor, if he plays up to his potential, is going to get a raise. He is, and honestly, I'd be totally good with giving him it because I think that's one of the reasons, in hindsight, that the Redskins will be able to feel good about letting Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon go. You let those guys go, you get a younger, taller, arguably close in terms of speed player who then you can lock up for a long time and have him in the peak of his career. Uh, 622-0950 is the phone number. 638-9508 is the text line. Tweet us at MidMajorMatt at AWOL ESPN if you want to get involved in the show. Still to come, our position battle for today, our chat with um, with um, John Hendricks who covers the uh, New Orleans Saints. Um, we have a lot to uh, get to, but uh, coming up, um, if you've been by our tent, you saw that we have the uh, Panini sticker books with us. Uh, time for our uh, you, uh, yearly chat with Tracy Hackler, the marketing manager of Panini America, to talk to you about what's next for the company and the industry. Well, that'll be next here on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. This is Buzz from Buzz and Ed's Real Barbecue, reminding you that our Hickory Smoke Barbecue is ready and right around the corner. Patient First is currently accepting applications for radiologic technologists, medical laboratory technicians, and technologists and nurses to be part of its medical centers in the greater Richmond area. Reap the rewards of a competitive salary and an extensive benefits package. Apply online at patientfirst.com. Patient First, an equal opportunity employer, has been providing convenient, cost-effective medical care for over 36 years. Learn more at patientfirst.com and change your future today with a new career at Patient First. From the NFL. He's probably going to reset the running back market. To college. The football season never ends. Counting down to kickoff every day on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. It's always time for the right time. 
bad as it is with LeVar, and LeVar made a fool of himself on this one, Adidas should absolutely be ashamed of themselves. They bent to this. They let one coach in their whole tournament make a decision of who gets to officiate their game. You can never have that. But once you start letting coaches decide who the officials are, you're a half step away from fixing games. The Right Time with Bomani Jones, weekdays at 6 on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. The Right Time with Bomani Jones. I feel like Anthony Lynn is actually in a bad situation here. You don't want to look like you the dude that's out here trying to lay down the law and tell dudes what to do. But it really got out there as though it was Anthony Lynn saying, y'all got to be here at this practice. Dude, you talked about these guys want to be there with their teammates. No, they don't. These dudes are old in his training camp. They want to be anywhere in the world other than out there with y'all. Period. Like, them young boys might still care about it, man. Don't nobody else want to be there. But the thing for Anthony Lynn is he needs to be the guy in charge, right? He absolutely needs to be the guy in charge. He needs to be the guy who is, like, running this, right? But this is clearly something, it just seems to me, something that is coming from upstairs. Upstairs cares about you being there for the season ticket holders at a stadium that only holds, like, 35,000 people, and none of us are sure that you're going to be able to fill it up. The Right Time with Bomani Jones, weekdays at 6 on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Where are we going? What are we pursuing? Success, greatness, or something bigger? We believe in a calling that reaches beyond ourselves, where leadership is shaped by service and knowledge isn't just an individual pursuit. It's something we are meant to share, where strength isn't demonstrated in power, but through humility. Answer the call at Liberty University. Visit liberty.edu today. This ad was furnished by Liberty University and the Virginia Association of Broadcasters in association with this station. If the Redskins are in Richmond, then we're on the air live from training camp. Listen to live coverage exclusively on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, and ESPNRichmond.com. Live from Washington Redskins training camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Welcome back. ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. Matt Josephs, Andrew Wallace taking you up to 1 o'clock. Break from 1 to 3. Greg 3 to 5, his player scheduled after the practice is going to be uh, Junior Gallette. So you'll hear that today or you'll hear that tomorrow. Weather for tomorrow is going to be fun, let's just say. Uh, could be some storms, could be sunny. Who knows? Just keep it posted. We, we may be here, we may not be here. Who knows? It'll be iffy. Right. Well, we're, we're due for some nice, solid rain here in Richmond. We're due for a nice rainstorm. Do you like that forecast, by the way? Iffy? Pro meteorologist well, Andrew Wallace. Clearly, right you've been listening you. to, to Katie Dupree when you when she's been on with Al. You've It'll been picking be up meteorological terms. That's right. That is a patented meteorological iffy. iffy. That's what they say. In the All beginning. you do now is have the the hand gestures. That's right. In front of the green screen. Right. Right. Then you could do it. You don't have to actually. Um, so here at training camp, um, we have been involved with our good friends over in Panini for many years now, and we got our sticker books in, and we've been handing them out to the kids. Uh, they have sent us uh, trading cards and a lot of good stuff. We always appreciate uh, what Panini uh, has done for us. And uh, joining us now, the marketing manager, Tracy Hackler. Tracy, how's it going? Hey, doing well, gentlemen. How are you all? Good, and uh, with training camps opening up, the uh, NFL season coming up soon, and uh, that means it is kids' opportunities to get new trading cards and stickers from Panini America. Absolutely. We, we You guys have worked with us 
for a number of years, as you mentioned, and you guys see the excitement on, on kids' faces when you give them the NFL sticker collection or, or NFL trading cards. And, and we see that excitement year round uh, in every NFL uh, market. And it's just nice now that with training camps open, a lot of players performing uh, the, it's nice to see or interesting to see how the trading card market kind of mirrors uh, the, the NFL fans excitement for their teams. And, and you, you guys have certainly seen that. Yeah, and, the, you know, everybody likes to collect things, you know, whether it's uh, trading cards and the stickers. And the, um, Where can the kids and everybody find um, packs of stickers? We're handing them out the books. There's a couple of ones to start out the collection. But where can they find uh, if they want to keep adding to their collection? Yeah, for sure. They can uh, check out their, their nearest big box retailer, Walmart, uh, Target. Um, but uh, we often find that the stickers move pretty fast in those stores and the replenishment doesn't always happen at the same rate that they would like. So they can always go to um, iCollectPanini.com and get their sticker and trading card uh, supplies there as well. Um, the, the website in the past, we haven't really seen it. You know, when I was little and I used to, to, to collect ca- the cards and the stickers, we obviously didn't really have the internet as, as part of a, as part of this. Talk about how the industry is kind of changing and now you're doing stuff both in the books and online. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, the, the internet's changed, uh, every, every walk of life in every area, it seems like, and, uh, people w- w- will often equate, there being fewer trading card stores uh, with the, the notion that the, the industry are collecting is slowing down. It's not actually, it's just moved. It's uh, moving w- with the times and online uh, opportunities exist from your living room, your kitchen and your underwear. Uh, you can buy NFL trading cards, NFL stickers right there from your computer. You can buy them at I collect Panini. I collect com, but also online retailers like Target and Walmart, you can buy them there too. And it's just, uh, it's still a vibrant hobby that appeals to kids of all ages, really from, from six to 106. And uh, the, the opportunity to participate in it is available, maybe easier than it ever has been. I found one of the cool ways to kind of display my card collection is I've made a mural of all, I'm a Packers fan of all the Packers cards that I've collected and hung that in the picture frame on the wall. I've got some, Alabama players as an Alabama alum as well in one. What kind of creative ways do you see people going about showing off their cards? You know, I love, I love those examples because it, it, it really illustrates what, what trading cards mean. It's more than just uh, uh, hoarding trading cards and hoping that one of them clicks and it's a big money card. It's about your memories of your favorite players, whether it was in college or the NFL. And uh, murals is one great w- way to appreciate those I've got a, a shelving unit in my TV room, and it's just littered with. I'm a Bronco fan, and so it's littered with Broncos cards and collectibles. And I get a I get a good memory. I can I can recall that game or that play or that player, and it's it's uh, the gift that keeps on giving. But yeah, murals, walls. Um, a lot of people have moved. Speaking of the internet earlier, to online galleries of every card in their collection, the fronts, the backs, and real nice scans. It's unlimited display space, really. You can scroll through them and see which ones you like, and they they categorize them by player, by year, by autograph, by memorabilia, and it's, those opportunities exist as well. 
Um, what about uh, you, Panini always does a lot of cool things with the rookies. Uh, I always see the pictures from your Twitter account and from, uh, from your website. You guys really have a lot of fun with the rookies after they get drafted in the draft. Yeah, we really do. It starts at the draft on draft night, and we, through our Panini Instant On Demand uh, real-time trading card platform, we're making uh, cards of the players being drafted on draft night. And, and when players come to our um, area backstage at the draft and see that and see that they already have a card of them being drafted available uh, with photography from the stage, they're always pretty blown away by that. And then about two months after that um, is the annual NFLPA rookie premiere, and that's where we – the top 35 to 40 NFL rookies put their NFL uniforms on for the first time, take pictures, uh, do interviews, uh, sign trading cards for the upcoming season. And that's where we do a lot of fun things with them. We, we actually take about six to eight of them every year and we, we produce a television commercial with them there at the LA Coliseum. Um, And that will, the new one for 2017 will probably start airing here in the next few weeks. And, Rookie cards drive our business, and rookies, uh, hotter the rookie, the better they perform, uh, the more that we have success, and the more that uh, collecting really starts to appeal to a whole new audience. And we saw that last year, certainly with the likes of Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas, Carson Wentz in Philly. Um, I just When the rookies perform in the big markets, it, it really behooves uh, – trading card collectors to go and seek those cards out. Panini America, the exclusive trading card and sticker manufacturer for the NFL and the NFLPA. That's got to be good to have that exclusive thing there. So that way, whenever anybody wants to buy a sticker, whenever they want to buy a card, they know they have to turn to you guys. Absolutely. We we certainly appreciate that. And, you know, uh, a lot of people will talk about exclusivity in a certain market and, and claim that it um, might dampen creativity or, uh, that the lack of competition hurts the overall product, but our team doesn't feel that way at all. They, we never rest on our laurels in terms of product development, content that we're putting in the products, the designs, the aesthetics, everything. We, we, never, we never rest on our laurels. We always try to raise the bar seemingly with every product. And so we uh, don't take that exclusive license lightly. We embrace it, and we uh, try to do our very best to make the product for the consumer the way the consumer wants it, whether that's a young kid who's collecting stickers or a 47-year-old man like me who, who wants maybe a higher-end product. We, we try to serve all those with uh, an unparalleled excellence. You said that you were a Broncos fan. Obviously, you've experienced a little bit of a roller coaster ride over the last couple of years, Super Bowl victory, and then Peyton Manning retires, and then you guys are in a very tough division last year. You don't make the playoffs. What are your expectations this year for your Broncos? You know, I'm, uh, I, I need to figure out what we're going to do at quarterback. I, I hear Simeon maybe kind of taking a little a little lead in training camp now. Obviously, Paxton Lynch is the guy they drafted to – to kind of be the future QB. Um, but as long as you you guys know, as long as you have that, that caliber of a defense that they have, there's always going to be a chance. But unless they figure out what's happening at quarterback, it may not matter. Uh, iCollectPanini.com is the website. Tell everybody one more time what they can find on that website. If you are an NFL collector and you you need a product from – 99 cents all the way to $100 and more. You can find it there. Trading cards, stickers. If you prefer other sports, if you don't happen to be an NFL person, we can't imagine that. But 
if you're not and you want NBA, uh, we have NBA trading cards and stickers there. Um, everything we do is right there, and uh, you can find something that appeals to you or to the collector sports fan in your life. Make sure to uh, go to the website at collectpanini.com or follow them on Twitter at Panini America. Tracy Hackler, the marketing manager. Well, Tracy, we always appreciate your time here on the show. We appreciate your partnership, and we certainly know that a lot of these kids, when we hand them the sticker books, are really excited to get started. Well, well, man, we appreciate the partnership as well. Wish you guys nothing but the best at the rest of camp, and uh, look forward to talking to you guys again soon. All right, thank you. That is Tracy Hackler, the marketing manager of Panini America, and Andrew. Um, I mean, I've you know yesterday during Fan Appreciation Day, I had tons of kids coming up to me uh, looking for the sticker books. I mean, we got plenty of them. It's, it's the funny story is, the first year camp came, I was thinking, I'm like, all right, well, you know, we're going to be at camp, and then I was at City Diner, and I'm like, I want to give some stuff away to kids. Let's uh, let's email uh, some places and figure some things out. And I, I emailed Panini, and I said, oh, can we have some sticker books? And they sent like fifteen hundred of them. I'm like, oh, well, this is fantastic. A lot more than I asked for. There were a lot more than I thought that a company would send. So um, they have been very generous with us. And they, if we don't give them away, other stations in the Radio One family will be giving them away. But we always thank Panini for their partnership here. Therefore, don't be shy if you come out to camp. Come by the ESPN Richmond Ten. If you've got your kids, we will hand out some of those prime products for you. We've also got some autograph cards that have been floating around. If you're looking for autographs. I'm just happy he liked my mural idea. Yes, I I think that's Ooh, pretty yeah. interesting, a mural idea. We're still looking for our most random jersey, too. Uh, there's about four days left. If you come in a random jersey that Andrew and I deem the winner, we will hand you a box of Panini uh, football cards, um, and you can have that box. Uh, so far, the leaders are Tressway, who was here uh, in our tent. Uh, not No, not Tressway. Tressway didn't wear a Tressway jersey, and that was not the most random. It was a fan wore a Tressway jersey, and then you saw an Albert Hainsworth jersey, which is also a very good one. Yeah, and Al was talking about Albert Hainsworth this morning. So I, I don't know, man. I like the Tressway idea. I get it. But I just think it's different when you're on the roster. I don't know if it qualifies as weird enough. You're right. That's why, that's why I said, like, let's get a random kicker or punter from the Redskins pass. And that's that will, true. That will, that will put an end to this thing or just some really completely random wide receiver. I mean, Lavernius Coles was a good uh, entrant. That is a good one. When we had, uh, we had two guys actually wearing Lavernius Coles jerseys uh, right in front of us. So if you come by in your most random Redskins jersey, now it has to be somebody who played. It can't be yours. I will actually probably criticize yeah, you no if you wear a jersey. Uses. Uh, with your own name on the back. No, I won't criticize you, but you know what I mean. That's not going to win you uh, the prize. Uh, let's take a timeout coming up. Uh, in about uh, 15 minutes or so, we will talk New Orleans Saints football, and we'll get you set for that opponent preview. But next, we will do a position battle, just two left. Offensive line and safeties, we'll do that next. You're listening to the Midday Show, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. The personal injury law firm of Allen & Allen is proud to honor local hometown heroes this summer. The folks that make Virginia a great place to live and work. Visit allenandallen.com to learn more about your 2017 hometown heroes. Redskins fans, be part of Redskins training camp in Richmond, Virginia. For the fifth straight year, the Burgundy and Gold will train at the state-of-the-art Bon Secours Redskins Training Center, and you can be on the sideline to watch practice in person. Get started Thursday, July 27th. There are 23 open practices, and admission is free. Go to Redskins.com, click on the training camp tab for all the info, schedules, parking, 
23 open practices July 27th through August 13th. Redskins.com has the details. We'll see you in Richmond for Redskins Training Camp 2017. The personal injury law firm of Allen & Allen is proud to honor our local hometown heroes this summer. The folks that make Virginia a great place to live and work. Visit allenandallen.com to learn more about your 2017 hometown heroes. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. 1231 live at Redskins training camp where Washington will be back on the field this afternoon again at 3 o'clock for a full practice in pads. Great crowd here yesterday. Nearly 10,000 in attendance for Fan Appreciation Day. Head coach Jay Gruden said Saturday linebacker Preston Smith expected to miss some time after spraining his ankle Thursday during 11 on 11 drills. We'll hear from him after 3 o'clock during hardly working with Greg Burton on ESPN 950 and 102.7. FM. VCU's Mo Ali Cox was waged with an injured designation by the Colts Saturday because of an ongoing lower left leg injury. The former basketball star trying to make the Indianapolis roster after being signed in the spring. Nats back in action at the top of the hour, all right, 2.20 rather, after lo- uh, winning, losing yesterday by a final score of 7-4. They've so far 1-1 one one in their current series with Chicago. The rubber match this afternoon coverage at 5 following training camp broadcast here on ESPN 950 and 1027 FM. Rich in New Hampshire back at it at the top of the hour. They have a doubleheader after being washed out last night. Two seven-inning games today. Squirrels return to the diamond Tuesday night. NASCAR at Watkins Glen this weekend for the I Love New York 355 at Watkins Glen. Qualifying currently underway right now. Chase Elliott, the fastest driver. They are currently in the second stage of qualifying. Uh, and the green flag drop for that race this afternoon at 315. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center at 1233. Mitchell Bradley on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Only you can prevent Asian tiger mosquitoes from spreading the Zika virus. These mosquitoes breed only in containers of water, not puddles or swamps. To help, just tip, toss, and cover. Tip standing water from containers like garbage cans and flower pots. Toss unused containers like old tires and pans, anything that can hold water. Empty and scrub pet water bowls and bird baths. If you're outside, cover up with long sleeves, long pants, socks, and use an EPA-registered repellent. Tip, toss, and cover. Learn more at ZikaVA.org. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp, this is Sports Phone with Big Al, presented by City Dogs Hot Dogs. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. The Redskins are in the RVA, meaning it's time to break down the big position battles and forecast the team's depth chart. there was going to be a little criticism. Well, you just went nuts uh, because you were so excited by it, and I was like, yeah, that was a good one. I like that one because it's very straightforward and no angry music. All right, I want everyone listening. you got to now. You're locked in for the next half an hour because you have to listen. Not next half hour, next 15 minutes. Well, they should be locked in anyway. You should be anyway, but you need to listen to the (sighs) opponent previews open and compare that to to the open. To how angry it is. It's great. It gets you fired up, man. Angry. This is... A segment where we're previewing the Redskins' opponents. We want all no, this. No, this is the segment where we're doing position battles. The next one's the pit. I understand that. Do. I'm describing the opponent preview <sighs> segment. But this Whatever. is position battles where we're going to break down our 53-man roster and our depth chart. Um, today we'll do safeties because I think it's relatively. I think it's relatively an easy race for safety. Um, I mean, you got look, four guys. I mean, I got four guys. We heard from the one guy. Um, we heard Sue Cravens at the podium today. A little bit of him. Um, I mean, Sue is going to lend some credit credibility to the position he's going to make mistakes because it's not his normal position but i think that he's going to be he's the ultimate answer at safety position for the redskins well, this is college natural position but you're right last year he was more in a star role a hybrid role where he was basically a glorified 
weak side linebacker who also played in the back end from time to time. Correct. Um, but if we're, if we're continuing our, our trend here of long-term, Sue Cravens is a long-term guy. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the funny thing. And when we finish the safety, I want to go over that real quick. Um, and then there's DJ Swearinger, who everybody loves. Great pickup. Talks a lot. Uh, has been a great guy to talk to here. We had him in the tent the first day. He's been a great guy on the field. He's very good with the fans. Uh, if he stays off the dirty hits and stays off the fine list, then I think he'll be even better for the Redskins. That's right, and he's got to find the balance, though, because you, you don't want him making those dirty hits, but you want him to be a big hitter. You need him to be an enforcer. He's at that free spot, so he'll be roaming around trying to light guys up. But keep it clean, wrap up, finish properly, don't spear anybody, and there's no need to do too much after the play is concluded. I think that was one thing Josh Roman can work on as well, is he did a little too much maybe after the play. Too many penalties last year. Swearinger wow. can't come in and add on top of that. Correct. Uh, uh, we both agree that we think D'Angelo Hall is going to start in the pop list. Um, right. I, I don't think we're going to see – we're definitely not going to see him in Richmond. Or at least I, don't I don't even know how much we're going to see him over the course of the regular season, to be honest with I you. I don't know if, they're, if he's going to not play at all. I, I just feel like he's going to start the year in the pop list for, for help. And maybe that'll be good because that'll keep him fresh for towards the end of the season. But who knows how much they even need him. So two so far with Cravens and Swearinger. We both like Will Blackman, although you had Will Blackman a bit, in the, I believe, yesterday as a stock down type of guy because he, really, he hasn't really done much. But I still like the veteran presence in the back uh, at safety. And then my stock up guy was DeShazer Everett, who had a good couple two pick. He had a two pick day, I should say when Sewell Cravens was out. So those are those are our four guys, I believe. Right, and then there's the other ones, which I don't even think any of them are going to get practice squatted. I don't think so either. Um, you know, Earl Wolf got waived. Monte Nicholson hasn't done much. Um, Josh Evans, somebody named Fish Smithson, and then the other two guys who Evan really... Got, Evans got cut, so those... I mean, right, so Evans didn't even do anything. So they have four safeties for the Redskins. Sounds like a light number, but, I mean, that's about right because, I mean, you're not going to keep some of these other guys. They haven't really stuck out too much. I think it's right, and I think you know that you have D. Hall on the pup list, so hopefully he comes back at some point. And if you need to make a roster spot to make moves, we've kind of talked about the defensive line, so, you know, you probably will send somebody like an Anthony Lanier to the practice squad and hopefully he can clear waivers and you'll add a safety if you know two or three guys get banged up in the safety group. Yeah, and but once again, the two starters are going to be um they're going to be guys that are going to be on this team for quite a while. This is not a um this is not a one-year type thing as uh, the defensive line has certainly been um you know for the Redskins so far. So that's going to be a relatively easy one leaving us essentially um leaving us essentially the offensive line left. And we should each have about 9, 10 roster spots left on our uh, 53-man roster. Um, so we'll do offensive line tomorrow. But uh, we're getting closer and closer to kind of putting together our final roster. And, and there'll be changes here and there. There'll be things that we can do. Yeah, I've already tacked a few guys on because, as I was talking about earlier, I had a little bit of opening. So I added A.J. Francis to that defensive line. I think mainly I did that because the unofficial depth chart, to be honest with you, had him second. I haven't seen much from him at all. I'm going to need to do a better job moving forward, paying attention to him. I also added Derek Carrier to my tight end group because we don't know exactly what's going to go on with Jordan Reed, so that might even be another spot on this roster that could be open to start the season if Jordan Reed is unavailable. Hopefully he is not. That would be a disaster for the Redskins. I also added Josh Holsey. I think he's been – he was in my stock up yesterday. I think he's one of the most impressive players of this camp. So those are the guys that – I added, I still won't add Nate Sudfeld because, A, I don't buy into anything Nate Sudfeld is about, and, B, 
I just don't think that there's a need to have him on the roster when you can put him on the practice squad. Right. Well, we'll see. I, uh, I, no, actually, we said he couldn't go in the practice squad. Oh, yeah, he no, could because he he's in his second, second year. year. Yeah. I was thinking that he's in his I, – I, here's the thing, though. I don't know. You're taking a small chance by trying to shove him through. Somebody else could take him if uh, they really liked him. I think you're taking a small chance by waving him and giving another team an opportunity to get him. I just want to know, and I'll also try and work on this, I just want to know who likes him so much on the team. You think it's Gruden? Because obviously, I think it's well. Obviously, I think it's Gruden. I think I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, I have to. You have to watch him too. I mean, has he had a good camp? Is he giving team? Is he is he giving the Redskins anything positive to say? Well, maybe we can, we can let Kirk go. Yeah. Maybe we can survive with Colt and 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 Nate Sudfeld. Maybe we can go with a draft pick next year and have it be a Colt Nate first round draft pick grouping in in the quarterback room next year. Well, if we're talking quarterbacks. I really haven't seen much that I hadn't seen before from anybody out of this group. I mean, Cousins has done a good job here at camp, don't get me wrong. I'm always impressed with the way that guy can fireball it. I mean, he just throws a fastball down the middle, and he can blow it by 99% of hitters, to use a metaphor for baseball there. But Colt scrambled well. He's had one or two little juke moves, but he hasn't done much outside of that. And Sudfeld's just been very average. Yeah, well, but apparently somebody likes him here. Somebody likes both of those guys. So um, I like Colt. I, I mean, I, I, as I said, I think Colt can be serviceable. I think if Kirk goes down, I don't change my I don't change my uh, win total projection for this team too too much because I think Colt right. can run the offense. So we're both at I believe forty four now. Uh, either forty four or forty five. Yes, because I only have eight offensive linemen. I think you have, okay, nine, I have nine. So, so then. I have yeah, I have 45. You have 44 um, left on your 53-man uh, roster as we uh, get closer to putting our official one together, uh, which we will release next Sunday, a week from today, when we are here for the final day of camp. Let's take a timeout. Coming up, uh, we continue our opponent previews. It is the New Orleans Saints, a trip down to the Bayou for the Redskins. Andrew has them at five and four. Uh, Henny and I have them at four and five. Will they find a victory in Louisiana Sunday, November 19th? That'll be up next. You're listening to ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. We're the soundtrack for Redskins training camp. The offensive line in general, I think Kirk feels great behind those. Time to go, man. Uh, maybe OTAs and things like that. I have to bring that because I'm a natural born leader. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Are you empowered? If not, it's easy to get yourself empowered so you can do more and do it faster with a Bobcat MC. Series loader from Bobcat of Richmond and Ashland. Bobcat of Richmond and Ashland invites you to check out the M-Series features that let you do more work with one machine. Features like stronger hydraulics, a bigger, more comfortable cab, greater operator comfort, and all-around superior performance. So get empowered with a Bobcat M-Series loader. Stop by your authorized Bobcat dealership, Bobcat of Richmond and Ashland. Visit bobcatofrichmond.com or call them at 752-4999. Did you know that the average yearly repair bill for a car five years or older is more than $1,200? Having repair coverage for your car just makes sense, but the trick is not to overpay for it. With TOCO Warranty, you can get a highly rated vehicle protection plan, usually for less than a tank of gas per month. And now, we're offering a zero down payment program. To get a great car vehicle protection plan at a super low price, call TOCO Warranty at 1-800-269-3200. That's 1-800-269-3200. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey folks, this is Buzz with Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue with number three in our series on real barbecue. When it comes to my barbecue, it needs to be cooked with wood or natural chunk charcoal made from real wood. For the serious barbecue, I recommend a combination of the two. Charcoal provides a fairly consistent heat source but imparts little flavor to your meat while the green wood or wet wood chips provide the smoke that gives it the unmistakable flavor of real barbecue. Please, people, don't use charcoal briquettes, which are actually made from a combination of coal dust, charcoal dust, and chemicals such as nitrates and rock lime. That stuff will give you some funky barbecue. Trust me on that. I've I've tried it. We down at Buzz and Ned's use only fresh-cut hickory logs that have come to us the day they were cut from the forest. That makes smoke that is blue-white in color and as smooth as a single-barrel bourbon. Come on down to the boulevard and let's compare notes. Get ready to huddle up. When football season returns, so do the Spiders and the Redskins. Your home for college and NFL football all season. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Live from Washington Redskins training camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. NFC East rivals. Out of conference action. The NFL season is a 17-week climb. Who stands in the Redskins' path on their way to a playoff spot? This is today's opponent preview. So angry. I like it. So angry. It gets me fired full, up. Full of hate. Huh. I'm, a lo- I'm a lover, not a fighter, Andrew. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't prescribe to really either demographic, but... I get pretty pumped up when I hear that. Uh, week 11 is our next opponent preview. We are efforting our guest, John Hendricks of WDSU and Canal Street Chronicles.com, a New, uh, New Orleans blog. And uh, week 11, Sunday, November 19th, it is a 1 o'clock kickoff down in the bayou as the Redskins travel to the Saints. Joining us now from Canal Street Chronicles and WDSU is John Hendricks. John, how's it going? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, John. Um, let's talk about this team that you've got down there, Adrian Peterson. How do you envision this backfield going with Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson? Well, look, I, I think they're going to have a, a, a good approach to this. Um, obviously, I think Adrian Peterson is really uh, foaming at the mouth to, to see what he can do for the Saints this year. But, you know, look, uh, Mark Ingram is the starter here in, in the Saints, and uh, you know, coming off his first 1,000-yard season, um, obviously I think he's a lot more underrated. I think that people have kind of built up this uh, inner war between the two, but they only wish the, the success for him. And, you know, if you look at years in the past uh, with past teams in 2011 and 2009, they have a good nucleus of uh, running backs that they're going to use to approach the season. Yeah, and we've seen that in the past because uh, we were big Tim Hightower fans here in Richmond, so we followed that backfield uh, the past uh, years when he was there. Uh, and I know that they want to get Cadet involved, too, because they want to get his passing, pass-catching ability involved, right? Yeah, Cadet, Cadet is one of the guys. I think that they'll probably go more for uh, Alvin Kamara, the rookie from Tennessee. I think he's really going to fit into that Darren Sproles-type role. Um, Cadet is you know, obviously going to battle the, the fourth running back spot with Daniel Lasco, um, and I think it's going to come down to who does better on special teams and offers more there. What about this wide receiver group? There's some guys who've kind of been around the NFL, and then you have young talent and Michael Thomas. Obviously, Drew Brees has kind of been able to do whatever he wants, even with the guys he's had around him in his career in New Orleans. 
Do you think that this is just a case of it's another group that Drew Brees is going to make look better than maybe they actually are? Well, look, I, th- I think the wide receiver group, you know, when you look across the roster, obviously Ted Ginn has almost got uh, more experience than all the receivers combined there. So it's really interesting to see how they, they uh, you know, attack it and such. But look, no matter who the Saints have had on their receiving core over the years, he's been able to find the open man. Um, nothing to discredit the receivers there. Uh, look, because Curtis Johnson, the receivers coach, does a phenomenal job with these guys, getting them ready for whatever they may face this season. And uh, I think a lot of people sleep on, on the talent that's there. And, and they, they run some very polished routes. And they have really, obviously, you know, with Brees throwing to them, you got to catch the ball, too. That's a, a fundamental of football. How about the defensive side of things? You see some youth there as well, especially with – penciled in right now starting on the Arlads depth chart at least on the weak side linebacker spot rookie Alex Anzalone and then you have Marshawn Lattimore who the Saints drafted as well is this going to be a situation where we see a lot of youth are those two guys expected to have prominent roles yeah I'd say at this point it's hard to tell because you know the the Saints throughout all the training camp practices they've kind of mixed it up at linebacker uh, so a guy like Anzalone, he, he could be a starting weak side linebacker for him. Um, I think the biggest thing that they're trying to instill in this linebacking core with uh, new coach Mike Nolan is the versatility factor. The only constant there is A.J. Klein. He's uh, been there you know, no matter what type of first-team defense they throw out. Klein's been the constant. With Lattimore, I think you know he tweaked his knee a little bit, sprained it, is back out at practice, um, not participating. But I think with him, he hasn't really been given much of the first team snaps. I think if he learns a little bit more and catches on like Peyton talks about, he'll be in there in the starting conversation for sure. What is a reasonable expectation for this defense? I mean, in the past, they've been one of the jokes in the NFL in terms of how porous they have been. What is a reasonable expectation for this year's unit? Well, hopefully it's improvement. Uh, I think that's anybody's would hope for sure. You know, not to be at the bottom of the league. I, I think they made some strides. Like they had a, a really big improved run defense last year, only giving up about 105 yards a game on the ground, which is huge because they were like 135 the year before. So I, I think realistically, if they can be at best, I'd say a, a mid-tier type defense, maybe in the top 15 conversation. I'm expecting around, you know, 18 to 20 is a realistic gauge. Of course, you know, obviously when the pads come on and everything gets put together, that's the true test of everything because right now we're still in an infancy stage of the season. How many more years do you think Drew Brees has? I mean, he still seems to have it, although his stats are coming down just a little bit. How many more years do you think Drew Brees will be in this league? I think he's got a few years left in him. Look, I I don't uh, see any type of decline in Drew Brees. Personally, if you if you ever follow him and, and just take a look at him, he's as sharp as he can as, as anybody. Um, he's a real student of the game. He takes care of his body physically. Uh, you know, his arm his strength and accuracy is still still there. So look, I could see him playing. You know, past forty easily. Uh, maybe it's forty one. Uh, but as long as he keeps putting up these types of seasons, I, I think that Breeze will be here at least for the next two or three years. A little minor Saints news here. Ian Rappaport reporting the Saints are signing kicker Patrick Murray probably to add some competition with Will Lutz. From what you've seen with Lutz, does he need this competition in order to help him bolster his game? Uh, I don't know if he needs it because he's been looking really solid, especially you know after they uh, made Kevin O'D and brought him in at the end of the late, late last season. He's looked really good, solid through camp. Could be a, a move where they give him some rest. But, you know, look, I, the Saints aren't uh, 
far off base with throwing in some competition, maybe to try to get in the head of some other people. They worked out some long snappers yesterday uh, to go along with their veteran and, and rookie undrafted guy. So, look, I'd say it's competition. Let's, assuming he keeps going the way he go, he's going, he's a, a stability for the Saints. Can you help us update a local guy who's on the roster, Daryl Tapp, a defensive end? How has he been looking? How does he figure to shape in with the defensive line this year? Well, I think the interesting part that, that people uh, will see from the Saints defense is, again, it's not one specific role. So, you know, Tapp is obviously a defensive end guy, been there coming off the edge, but they've tried to slide him inside too, uh, kind of like a tweener role. You know, and I think that's a big thing that they're working with a lot of these players. You're not in one set position, so he might go inside and kick somebody else out to the outside. They're trying to get that pass rush from anywhere, and, you know, you know Tap was unsure where he would go uh, once he became a free agent, and he chose New Orleans again because of what they had to offer. So I'm, I'm pretty high on Tap myself. I think he could have – he should have got more snaps than Paul Kruger, Kruger last year because um, he's way more effective. This division is notorious for producing top-flight playoff-caliber team, but it seems to be a different team each and every year. What do you think will come out of it this year, and how do you expect the Saints to fit in with the group? Well, look, I I know it's anybody's guess. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people are are building up Atlanta because of – you know, where they were last year. And unfortunately, you know, they did the same thing with Carolina the year before and they hit a brick wall. Falcons may not do the same. I think the Buccaneers are a sleeper team out there. I think they've did some really good things through free agency in the draft that have kind of really helped their case. You know, the Saints, I mean, you know, Sean Payton always talks about it and it's just no brainer here. You got to win your division games um, to really make your case. And the NFC South is a very underrated and very tough division. So I would expect the Saints, you know, to obviously try to, to improve upon where they've been in the years past, be in that conversation. But look, as of right now, you got to go with Atlanta being the favorites there and, and maybe the Saints and Buccaneers threatening to be that NFC South title champion after that. Wrapping up here with John Hendricks of WDSU and CanalStreetChronicles.com. Um, let's touch on two other local guys. One is uh, wide receiver Corey Fuller, who's from Virginia Tech. Also, just saw in the last couple of days you guys had claimed uh, Jerry Ugoque, a William & Mary offensive lineman from uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, it's a little early since he's just gotten to the team, but what do you think his role might be and how's Corey Fuller doing? Well, yeah, let's talk about Corey Fuller right now. Um, I mean, look, i tell you what. This guy is, is bound and determined to make this team, and he's been showing up in a big way, making some big plays day after day. Um, didn't practice yesterday. I'm not sure what exactly is going on there. But, uh, look, I think they can have something with Fuller. I think for him, he's very aware of where he needs to improve to make this team. But I, I think he's the, the front runner for the fifth wide receiver spot and maybe can pull vault Brandon Coleman if he can improve his blocking. As far as a Gokwe, um, you know, look, I was, uh, you know, I had a mock to the Saints in a seventh round in one of my four mocks that I did because I don't like putting out a thousand of them like everybody else does. But uh, I was interested to see him. He lined up at right tackle for the Saints. Um, had some good battles with Al-Kadeen Muhammad yesterday. And, and look, I think he needs to just catch on. A good fresh start. I think he was on the Saints radar a little bit before. Uh, but from what I've seen from him so far, pretty good. Last one for you. We've been asking everybody who uh, covers the team that's joined us uh, about the Vegas win total. Uh, very simple one. They're looking for an 8-8 eight eight season from the Saints. you like the over or the under? 
I, I like the over, but look, I'm telling you, uh, and I've said this before, I see a nine-win team at best until I until I'm proven otherwise. I guess so. I could say realistically, their best uh, record could be eleven and five, ten and six, maybe. I, I'd say nine and seven, given the schedule that they face this year, would be a pretty good uh, projection for now. John Hendricks of WDSU and at CanalStreetChronicles.com. Follow him on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. John, thanks so much for giving us some time. We'll check in with you week 11 when the Redskins come to town. Thanks for having me, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, uh, John Hendricks of CanalStreetChronicles.com. Continuing our streak of overs for everyone in the NFL. Um, All right, we got about a couple minutes left here. So, week 11 at New Orleans, Sunday, November 19th. Andrew has a 5-4 Redskins team coming into New Orleans. He has them leaving what? You know what? I'm going to go with another win here. I think this is a Redskins dub to get them to 6-4 and four in my book. And I, you know what? I don't really buy the Saints team. I, I don't see anything from them other than, I mean, the Adrian Peterson signing's interesting, but I think that's about all it is to me. And we know this team doesn't run the ball very much anyway. Well, so, but they're going to with Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram. And I'm interested to see how that plays out because I just don't think it's going to work out all, as well as everybody thinks it will. So I don't think this is a good team, honestly. I think this is a 4-5 or five win team. Uh, Henny, you've got the Redskins entering this one four and five. What's your pick for this one? I got them being five hundred. I got the I got Washington for the win. Um, last year the Saints was four and four at home, so they're not the home juggernaut that they used to be. And I think that they're going to try to do too much by trying to force the run that they're just going to get away from their bread and butter on the pass. So Washington for the win. Washington now 5-5, five and five according to Henny, and I think you're both nuts. I think that the Redskins lose this game. I think the Saints are better than people think, but I just think it's hard to go into New Orleans and win. Now, obviously, they don't have uh, RG3, the, the rookie phenom. I think that's the last time they were down in New Orleans was when, when everybody was starting to do the, the Griffining trend. But I just think, I think, look, the Saints' defense is not very good, but the Saints' offense is very good, especially at home, and I don't trust the Saints or the Redskins to go into the Dome, which will be a really loud place, and uh, coming out with a victory. So I have them 4-6 and six entering Week 12 against the New York Giants. All right. Well, unfortunately, Skins fans, this is where my optimism really ends. At 6-4, and four, I don't know if you can call that optimism, but you got Giants, Cowboys, Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos, and then Giants again to close out the year. That is a real impossible-looking six-game stretch, which... I wouldn't say impossible. I mean, I impossible. Think it's, I think it's very challenging. I'm honestly going to tell you right now, I don't think I have them winning more than one of these games, maybe two at most. Well, we will see as we continue along here on the uh, the midday show as uh, next up, hopefully tomorrow, we're efforting a Giants guy uh, to join us tomorrow. We have a Cowboys guy finally on Tuesday, and then we'll start working on uh, Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos uh, for those last three days of training. Training camp. I want to thank our guests for today, John Hendricks, uh, who joined us to talk about the Saints, Tracy Hackler, the marketing manager for Panini, iCollectPanini.com or Panini America on Twitter, and thanks to Tress Way, our uh, our best interview of uh, training camp, I would say. The most, uh, I would think, you you would think a punter wouldn't be good. I suggest if you're listening, you go back to uh, check out our interview with Tress Way. Yeah, it was very fun, and it's always good to chat with somebody about his craft and also about his interests, and that's. Well, we got out of trust, so it's he was he was an open book. 
Three o'clock this afternoon is the practice, and uh, we will take a timeout from our Redskins coverage here. Uh, we will be back at three o'clock. Uh, Greg will be back at three with three to five with hardly working. So uh, we will take a two-hour break from Redskins coverage here at camp. Andrew and I will be back on the air tomorrow at twelve to two for another full day of two-a-day practices. Don't forget, you've got tomorrow, you've got Tuesday, which is only one practice at one thirty-five. You've got next Saturday at one thirty, and then you've got next Sunday is the final two sessions of Redskins training camp. Thanks to Henny back at the studio for all of his hard work. We will join the Nats game in progress after hardly working, and that will be after practice. Thanks to Mitchell for everything he does here. You're listening to ESPN 950 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. No matter what the size of your lawn is or how you like to maintain it, Arthur's Electric Service at 8910 Brook Road in Glen Allen has the Toro mower to match it. Arthur's knows how to treat you right with a full selection of Toro mowers, knowledgeable personnel, competitive prices, excellent service, and financing available to qualified buyers. Arthur's and Toro, a tradition that has gone on for generations. Drop by Arthur's and see Toro's new mowers firsthand. Call them at 264-2513. That's 264-2513. Or go to arthurselectric.com. Your exclusive radio home for the Washington Nationals. ESPN 950. Buzz and Nance kicks off.